Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your host, the Artificial Dragon. I'm your co-host, Darth Salim. And a happy 2024, everybody. By the time of his recording, it is the 8th of January. Uh way past the first week of the new year so happy late 2024 everybody i hope everybody yeah happy new year i hope you had a fun time celebrating and goodbye 2023 we won't miss you but uh at least you're not as bad as 2020 oh god don't even get me started on how (laughs) but yeah um so a lot of things yeah uh, a lot of things have happened for the past couple of weeks. I mean, a couple of in real life stuff, vacations, family, all that fun stuff. But uh, we got a shout out from a fellow podcast, Adept is Ridiculous, on their own Q&A session. Yeah, their three-year Q&A session. Yeah, it, and and I decided I am, so for a little background, I am a moderator for their Discord channel and for the q and I just, you know, thought it would be nice to tell them, hey, you guys are... It wasn't are... even really a question, but it was still sweet. Yeah, it was, uh, it was less of a question and more of a, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are amazing. And, uh, you know, just leave a little sprinkle of how you guys inspired me in more ways than one. And I loved how they said Ken Mane's Kill a Jedi is unique and memorable. <laughs> yeah, thank you, <laughs> Thank you specifically, Briggy, for pointing that out. Thank you so much for the kind words. And thank you, lovely subscribers from uh, Adept is Ridiculous that have wandered on over to check us out. We appreciate your support. Uh, Since that day, our channel went from, I believe, 402 subscribers to currently 632 subscribers. That is the most subscribers we have had in a, such a short time, and yeah. we appreciate all of you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you, all the veteran and the newbie members that want to know what ticks in the Star Wars universe, or just hear two idiots talk about Star Wars and do memes here and there. If only more of you could have tuned into the, the holiday special live stream. <laughs> that was fun yeah that but was a lot of fun got, uh copyright restricted yeah unfortunately if it was like a uh more fucking one of us better segments of a holiday special the, best, the, cart- the, the only good segment <laughs> <laughs> but don't fret boil um i'll re-edit it and then hopefully re-upload it for our channel for archive slash posterity's sake yeah, because people people deserve to watch that. They need to see us suffer. Yeah, yeah. I never think I would hear those words coming out of your ma- mouth, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Isaac, what are we covering today? Oh, wait, we uh, still got the Patreon and the other stuff. Never yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go through it real quickly. And uh, kind of a little thing that me and Hannah have been discussing about recently is uh, doing occasional live streams. Of, like, uh, maybe playing Swator or reading uh, bad Star Wars That's fan Star fiction. Wars yeah. Um, just kind of something that we are kind of playing around with. Uh, we always have talked for the longest time about live streaming Swator, but we never get around to doing it. 
I play it all the time. You're the one who doesn't. Well, yeah, because you have more free time compared to me, Hannah. No, but we're definitely going to try. Yeah, def with us. Yeah, definitely. But uh, aside from those ideas, let me go ahead and go through the Patreon section real quickly for you guys. So for everybody that knows what uh, to expect on the highest tier of a Patreons, uh, this month for 2024, we have uh, a sexy, um, God damn it! why am I suffering a angerism right now trying to recall the name? Teal uh, Sean. There we go. Teal Sean, our very first Jedi <laughs> Master, who is, well, technically Dooku is also a Jedi Master, but sexy Teal Sean for the Patreon art piece. I hope you enjoy her massive cleavage window. I uh, didn't think that a milk would be sexy. <laughs> I definitely know a friend of mine who is all over that. Oh, yes. <laughs> but anyway, hope you enjoy. I'm going to qu real quickly give a Patreon out of the way, like I said. Um, for any of you that love our content, you could contribute to our Patreon. The lowest being $3 and the highest being $10. And any amount you contribute to, you'll have instant access to our Discord server where you could talk general Star Wars lore, share memes, uh, give us topic suggestions, or just have a good fun time with us, me and Hannah and the gang. Yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, check out my blog, Celine's Cantina, at Tumblr.com. Yeah, uh, you I'm mainly answering questions from Irk, but I got, I did get one from Emboss. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, just keep sending me questions. It helps me work on my creativity and the writing chops, so... Oh, definitely. And that's something I always appreciate on your side of things, since I know how much of a uh, <laughs> passionate writer you could be every once in a while, Hannah. When I get the motivation, yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, with those out of the way, Hannah, uh, I'll go ahead and resume your earlier question. And today's topic, we will be talking about Star Wars Holidays. Yay! <laughs> Which is very serendipitous, as you talked about via holiday special livestream earlier. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, um, Star Wars, much like any sci-fi or any other uh, resemblance to our in real life, does have holidays. Uh, some of them are not deeply explored, some of them are just a couple of sentences here and there, but there are a couple of prominent holidays that uh, are mentioned in the lore, some of them are explored, but uh, yeah, we're just going to go through the list and contemplate what these holidays resemble in our own life. Yep, let's go. Let's go, and don't worry, it'll be a much more chillax episode, I mean, there's I do have five pages of notes, but in all honesty, it's not going to be two. It's not going to be two hours. Yeah, it's not going to be two hours or anything like that. Like, uh, when I was doing research for this, there were uh, several holidays that uh, 
sounded interesting, but it was based barely a paragraph when I was reading them. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, um, let me go ahead and stop prattling on and uh, start off. Get with into the, it. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, excuse me. The first one we will be exploring is what is called Fet Week. Um, it's spelled F E T E. Okay. And it is also known as Festivals Weeks. Uh, it's a holiday celebrated on Coruscant that comes in three different forms. The first one is New Year's Fet Week, a Festival of Life, and a Festival of Stars. Okay. So. The New Year's uh, week is indulged by the first five days of a new year, as determined by the Galactic Standard Calendar, um, but before the first month. So, it's basically like the New Year of Star Wars. Okay. And then, uh, the Festival of Life uh, originated within the Core Worlds and would consist of five days between the sixth and seventh months, which is marked with parties get-togethers, and gift-giving. So, I I reckon it's almost like a, a, a little bit like Christmas, something like that. Yeah. And then the Festival of Stars is uh, celebrated between the ninth and 10th months of the year. That celebrated space travel. This was when many beings across the galaxy would take the occasion to go out on a vacation to travel to other worlds in celebration so it's basically like an excuse to go travel a lot that sort of thing that sounds nice yeah imagine taking a vacation from your job or your menial life in the middle of buttfuck nowhere and just explore the stars for this (laughs) this little celebration and this week would conclude with the galactic fair or under the Empire, it's called the Imperial Affair. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a lot of these will be pretty short. I'm kind of going through these real quickly. So, uh, yeah. The next one is what is called Republic Day, which is very self-explanatory. Kind of self-explanatory. It, yeah, it celebrates the founding of a galactic republic, which is characterized by... S- by uh, fireworks and parades. Which is very much like uh, the 4th of July of Star Wars. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, um, this is also followed by many stores conducting half-price sales, especially on the galactic capital of Coruscant. Uh, it specifically says it's celebrated on the 19th day of a third month of a galactic standard calendar, though after the fall of a republic... It would later be known as Remembrance Day. Oof. Yeah, and speaking of the fall of the Republic, we're going to talk about Empire Day. I was I was about to say, there's probably Empire Day in here somewhere. Oh, yes. Empire Day, <laughs> it was basically, uh, it's a galactic holiday celebrated by the citizens of the Empire during the 23rd day of a fifth month which is began as a mandate by the newly proclaimed Emperor Palpatine that all citizens will celebrate the creation of the Empire yearly for the sake of prosperity. Of course he did. 
Yeah, Empire Day would be celebrated in several different ways by its citizens, depending on the different regions across the galaxy. There have even been cases of Empire Day being celebrated for weeks in some corner of the galaxy, despite it being one day. Oh, okay. And uh, an- another nice little detail in canon is that uh, Ezra Briz- Bridger, he absolutely hated Empire Day because he was... That was basically his birthday. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, imagine you were born on Empire Day and then you joined the Rebel Alliance. Big old fuck you to the Empire. Pretty much. And uh, one example example of a uh, celebration could be found on Palpatine's own homeworld of Naboo, where there would be several parades as well as the creation of several statues of Palpatine. Of course, because yeah. why not? Yeah, especially on his own home world, he's always got to remind him, hey, your emperor is part of Naboo. Respect me. Yep. Oh, yeah, so a bunch of these Orphan holidays... Help. Yeah, a bunch of these holidays could be seen in the uh, old MMORPG. Uh, what was it? Uh, that old Star Wars game. Star Wars Galaxies, that's what it was called. Oh, right. Yeah, and some of these could be seen as celebrations, like you have different sides, like maybe for the Rebel Alliance, you have this holiday, but for the Empire Loyal players, you have Empire Day. Okay. And if I remember... I want to try and play Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> oh, goddamn, Hannah. That would be an idea for a live stream one of these days. Hey, there's another idea. Indeed. But if I remember correctly, uh... There would be a certain event where you would go to these celebrations and they would give out exclusive gifts for you, like uh, maybe food rations or maybe a collectible, that sort of thing. Oh, that's cool. Like, (laughs) I shit you not, one of the uh, collectibles you could actually get from Empire Day is what is called, uh, where was that? Okay. Uh, Don't worry, I'm going to share this in uh, the, the chat. Okay. And I shit you not, one of the collectibles you could get is Order 66 Cookies. Really? Yes, look. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, the textures. (laughs) I thought that was so hilarious when I came across it. I would like some uh, Order 66 Cookies, sir. Thank you very much. It's just like, oh, excuse me. It's just like, uh... Wookie cookies being a thing at uh, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't have the balls to present Order 66 cookies, though, Hannah. Nope. Hey, Disney, you got this idea that is reap for, you know, selling. Make me want to come to Empire, to uh, Galaxy's Edge, Disney, come on. <laughs> Hell, after they close the Halcyon, I don't think I want to go anymore. Yeah, fair enough. It was still expensive, but anyway, we're going to go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Empire Day, basically a uh, forced holiday under the Empire. Um, I believe it's like, uh, it's one of those, goddamn, uh, it's one of those forced holidays. Like, hey, show your loyalty to the Empire, go to the parades, or show off the Imperial flag, otherwise you're going to get arrested sort of holiday. Yeah. So basically, it's very enforced. 
Yeah, Varian Force. Like, there's a there's like an episode of Rebels where uh, they have this Force Parade where they show off uh, the military might of the Empire and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I could. Yeah, here's a picture of what a parade on Empire Day would look like. I think it's a fan art piece, but it represents it pretty well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But okay. yeah, but yeah, another imperial related holiday would be what is called the Imperial Ball, which is a gathering of all imperial dignitaries and supporters where they would, well, have a giant ball within the Imperial Palace. Well, yeah. Yeah, um, I do believe, I also find it ironic because Palpatine is literally holding a ball within the former Jedi Temple. Just another, just fuck you to the Jedi. Yeah. Like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you. I I could do the dance floor all I want, Master Yoda. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, sometimes these parties would be attended by both the Emperor and Darth Vader, unless they had other more important shit to do. Hmm. Like well, I do. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I remember there was this one story where uh. Bail Organa brought Princess Leia with him for the very first time because she wanted to talk to the Emperor. But uh, when Leia saw Palpatine for the first time, she just froze like a deer in the headlight sort of thing. Well, duh, makes sense. Yeah. I I just think that's a neat little story on uh, Princess Leia's side. Yeah. Well, let me see. Uh, Next we have what is called Carnival Week. It is a annual week-long celebration on Coruscant, which began during the era of, well, the Empire. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it existed long before the Empire, but under uh, Palpatine's regime, it grew to such an outlandish event that it would be followed by military parades, orbital firework displays, and public executions of the Emperor's political rivals. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so it's you're... It's a party without a public execution. <laughs> hey, man, it's a party and a show. <laughs> um, Let me see. The celebration was also known to draw in an exceptional number of off-worlders each year, and even Imperial citizens would save up many credits to use on the event each year. So I imagine it would be a <laughs> uh, very monumentous event to go to. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but let me see. What's next? Ah, we have what is called Endor Day. It is a holiday celebrated by the Alliance of Free Planets, which is the brief successor state of the uh, Rebel Alliance for perspective. Okay. And then, uh, which was held as an anniversary of a Rebel Alliance victory during the Battle of Endor. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <coughs> aside from it being a celebration, it was also meant to honor those that died during the battle and commemorate with fireworks to recreate the celebration held on Endor and the other worlds galaxy-wide. Nice. That's a cool way for the the rebels to remember the fallen. 
Yeah, I uh, I reckon Endor Day is kind of like Memorial Day slash Fourth of July. Sounds like it. Yeah. And then, uh, briefly going over this one, Remembrance Day is the holiday celebrated by members of a rebel alliance as a tradition of Republic Day, and it was held exactly on the same day as Empire Day. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, and that is also an event that you could go to as a uh, rebel loyal player, where you get your own prizes and everything like that. Oh, that's cool. What yeah. prize they give out? The collectible. <laughs> God damn. Let me actually look it up real quickly since I'm on that topic. Yeah, I'm curious because the, uh, the Empire is Order 66 cookies. <laughs> the Order what 66. Give you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta. You know, that would actually be kind of fun is make my own cookies and then call them Order 66 cookies. I might do that for next, uh, next D&D session. Yeah, that would that would actually be pretty legit, Hannah. Uh, mm. <laughs> Goddamn! Come on, rebels, give me something. Give me something. Uh, okay. Um, they got they got their own branch of cookies too. Not as beam worthy as Order sixty six. Oh, cool! It is called. The favorites of the fours, and it's literally just a package of cookies with Yoda's face on it. They look like jelly beans. They look like Birdie Bot's beans. No, no, okay, yeah, you're right. At least they the look texture. like, yeah, yeah, they kind of look like jelly beans, but it's literally just poosh, Yoda's face on there. That's funny. <laughs> Not as mean morbid as the Order sixty six cookies, but sure. Yes. <laughs> uh. What do we What's got that? here? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got something that was awesome. Uh, there's this soda called, uh, what was it? Uh, the Death Star Destruction. What the hell? Yeah, we got a soda oh can. God, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is so funny. I... Okay, now I, uh, I hate myself for passing over these because these are so funny. Yeah, that that's cool. Never want to galaxies, dude. Have you seen the design for their uh, Coke bottles over there at a uh, Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, they're like thermal detonators. They are so cool because they can't bring them on planes. Yeah, they are so cool. I legit want to order one off of Amazon or wherever they have it, and just keep it on display somewhere as a collectible. Yeah, as a collectible because I. I yeah, I could just drink the Coke bottle, but it just looks so cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, here is another holiday you might find interesting. It is called Solstice Tide. It is a festival that occurred on Coruscant during the winter season, which involved the Jedi Council inviting locals into the Jedi Temple for a grand feast. Wow, people are actually allowed into the temple. Yeah, but one of a few times where people can come in and celebrate with the entirety of a Jedi Order. That's cool. There's like one legit image of this sort of holiday. It's just Coruscant covered in snow and everything, but I think it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and the Solstice... Jedi doing the Batman pose. Doing the Batman pose, you know, classic uh, <laughs> vigilante stuff. But yeah, um... 
Aside from that feast throughout Galactic City, there would be many decorations, including Vakari trees adorned with glow globes. So basically Christmas slash Thanksgiving sort of thing. Okay. And uh, very interesting that Jedi actually have holidays. You would imagine Jedi wouldn't have holidays. Kind of sounds like they wouldn't. Yeah. But that also segues into my next holiday, which is called the Padawan Birthday Ritual. So they do celebrate celebrate Padawan's birthdays. Yeah, but... They only, mention, they only mention it for, like, Qui-Gon. Yeah, um, this is kind of a only example I could find for the uh, Padawan Birthday Ritual. But is it... But it is a Jedi tradition which takes place during a Padawan's 13th birthday, where they would reflect on the past and be given a gift from their master. Cool. Which, in Obi-Wan's case, was a simple rock given to him by Qui-Gon Jinn. The fucking Charlie Brown. <laughs> I got a rock. But, in, but uh, Obi-Wan... Uh, grew to appreciate the gift since he found out that the rock was actually Force-sensitive. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then Obi-Wan, uh, repeating the ritual of Anakin, would re-gift the stone to Skywalker this time. Cool. And Anakin, who kind of knew the history of the rock and how much Obi-Wan treasured it, immediately appreciated it. Oh. Yeah, that's a uh, that was actually kind of heartwarming considering Anakin's rash behavior. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm mo- immediately moving from uh, Jedi holidays. Let's talk a little bit about uh, other holidays celebrated by other races in the galaxy. Okay. The first one would be Bunta's Eve. I had a feeling this would be mentioned sometime. <laughs> yeah, we gotta know the backstory about Bunta's Eve, where it celebrates the Eve of of a uh, Hud General Bunta and his victory over the Zim Empire, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, Wait, don't we talk about that in the Hut episode. Yeah, we uh, we literally talked about that in the Hut episode and everything like that. Okay. But yeah, it was uh, exemplified through a speech Bunta would give to his fellow huts, loyal retainers, and favored slaves. Huh, cool. Yeah, and uh, given that they won the battle, um, it, the speech would be a celebration for uh, slaves renewing their vows of respect. And in return, they would, re- they would be rewarded with a feast and gifts from their hut masters. It's kind of like uh, Saturnalia, almost. Saturnalia, <laughs> that... They do the same thing to their slaves. Yeah, that's a Roman holiday, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But it's actually kind of nice that uh, that huts actually uh, give their slaves a grand feast and gifts. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um... Bunta's Eve would be celebrated on numerous Hud's worlds in numerous forms, such as the Bunta Eve Potrace Classic on Tatooine. Oh, right, I remember that. That was yeah. mentioned in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of interesting because a lot of celebrations on Bunta's Eve would be through sports, and it could actually be traced back to uh, 
when Bunta and his fellow Huts would use prisoners from from the uh, empire that they conquered and force them to basically participate in a race. Oh. And the Huds would, of course, place wagers on who would run the fastest. Cool. So basically, they're doing the uh, horse-slash-greyhound approach, both of people. Yeah. Yeah, very unhumanitarian of the Huds, but so in line with their race. Well, yeah, they're Huds. Yeah. Um, and the next holiday... Yeah. Uh, the next holiday celebrated by the Huts is what is known as, and I'm going to speak in a heavily... Uh, hot dialect over here. Granny Nupa. Okay. Which translates into Huttese as the Grand Dinner. Of course. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not what you think of it. I kind of imagine it as basically a Hunger Games sort of celebration. Oh. So, okay, let me go ahead and dive in. It is an event hosted by the Huts to basically invite a number of contestants to participate in several challenges for the Huts' own amusement. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, uh, here's this one legit image of that uh, celebration. It's just a motherfucking dude fighting for his life. Yep, getting torn apart by giant spiny lizards. (laughs) Yeah, so this event consisted of a number of challenges, each of which were designed to put individuals or groups against each other. So yeah, basically like the Hunger Games. Okay. Most of these individuals would be, you know, sent an invitation by the host. Um... Despite its reputation for being lethal, invitations to the Granny Nupa were highly prized and almost always accepted, as it would be a great disrespect to turn down such an invitation by a hut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the rules for the event would be as follows. Number one. Once a group of invitees arrives at the event, they are not allowed to leave. Any participants that attempt to leave before the closing ceremony were either to be killed or enslaved by the whim of a Huts. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Number two. Contestants were permitted to use whatever items or weapons they had on them, but killing other contestants was only permitted during specific events unless in self-defense. Okay. Number three. Teams are generally composed of multiple individuals, but could have just, but could have just one member. So either you're on your own or you can have a team of like-minded people if you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, the challenges normally faced by the contestants are not consistent between events, but there are some that are more common than others. These common challenges... One of them would be called the dance and the other the dinner. Okay. The dance has contestants enter an arena and are given a short period of time to quickly eliminate <coughs> other contestants. 
at the end of a time period, hostilities would end. So basically like a gladiatorial arena sort of uh, thing. Yeah. And then... Very, very Roman. Yeah, very Roman indeed. And then the dinner is generally considered to be the main event of a granny nopa, usually for surviving contestants. They would be yeah, placed... Yeah, you survived time to eat dinner. Yeah, but this dinner, uh, either they become the dinner or... Oh, no! <laughs> they would be placed within a large hall, which is occupied by either a pack of animals or a single beast. Oh, that that's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, they become the dinner unless they prevail. Jesus, huts are fucking brutal, dude. Oh, yes. Um, if the beast or singular beast is killed, then the contestants would move on to the closing ceremony. Okay. So, yeah, um, basically, at the end, uh, if only one team survived to the end of the event, they were crowned the winner. If more than one team survived, then the victory was determined based on kill count and casualties suffered. If this results in a tie, then each team would send out a champion to fight each other to the death. Jeez. The victorious parties would reap great rewards in the form of credits and prestige. However, surviving individuals that lost would become enslaved by the huts who sponsored them. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, potentially, uh... You die to the challenges, you win great prizes, or you get enslaved by the huts. That just sounds like a lose-lose situation, especially I mean, if you're stuck at fighting. I mean, that is fair, but it kind of depend. It also kind of depends on who you pick as a team. Okay. But yeah, like I said, it's a very Hunger Games-esque celebration. And it's more of a celebration for the Huts than the participants. Anything else about this one? Let me see. That's pretty much it for the Huts side. Uh, this next holiday, I think you might actually like. Um, so there is a celebration called the Concert of the Winds. It is a cultural festival of a airborne race known as the Vor, who celebrate the changing of seasons upon their home world of Vortex. And, uh, yeah, I do have it right here. The Vor are... We'll eventually talk about the Vor one of these days, but they're basically pterosaur-like uh, creatures. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and this concert of a wind is hosted... <laughs> uh, bless you. I picked that up. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Um, but yeah, the Concert of the Winds is hosted by this place called the Cathedral of Winds, which is a magnificent and delicate crystal-like structure that radiated beautiful music when wind rushes through each hole of a structure. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, there's only one legit image of the, uh, of this, uh, place. It looks pretty cool, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, uh, the Vore... Are uh, for a little context, Hannah. The Vor are huge pacifists, and they emanate and create some of the most beautiful music in the entirety of a Star Wars galaxy. Cool. Yeah, They're and legends, uh, aren't they? 
Yeah, they're legends. Of course. But yeah, the Concert of a Wind is basically a cultural festival where Vivor would gather into the uh, the Cathedral of Winds and allow outsiders to come in and witness their beautiful music because, you know, it's the focus of their culture and all that. Nice. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, they are such huge pacifists that when Palpatine declared himself emperor... Vivor were so abhorrent of this, they closed the borders of Vortex to any tourist to visit their world. Oh shit, that sucks. And in fervor protest, they blocked all the holes of their cathedral, essentially canceling their annual concert of winds. Yeah, if you're not happy, it's just like, hey, fuck you, you're not gonna get the good music. Yeah, so basically for several decades, uh, <laughs> they would just cut off their place, their center of their culture, because fuck you, Palpatine, you're not getting anything beautiful from us. Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, with the Emperor's death, along with the rise of a new republic, Vivor would invite uh, Princess Leia to witness the first concert of winds for the first time in several decades. That's cool. Yeah, unfortunately, a uh, disaster happened. Of course. Um, Admiral Agbar would also be a guest to his event, but his shuttle would be sabotaged by Imperial agents, and it would crash into the Cathedral of the Wind, completely destroying it. Oh. That and, sucks. And it also caused the deaths of 358 Vors. Oof. So, yeah. Uh, fortunately, uh, Admiral Agbar was able to you know, clear his name because that wasn't his fault to begin with. It was the Empire's fault. Yep. Um, and instead of falling into despair, Vivor would simply begin construction on a new cathedral of the winds. But did they manage to get it back to how it was, or? Well, not exactly how it was, but they did begin construction on a more sleek design. And they went forward in constructing it with such religious fervor that they refused to play music of any kind until the new cathedral was completed. Okay. So yeah, um, a nice little insert of a uh, cultural festival. And there's just something very uh, poetic about stopping... Something in protest of uh, some evil dictatorship, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, next is a rather short one. Uh, it is what is called the Festival of the Twin Gods. And, is a, and it is a holiday celebrated by our good old buddies, the Yuzhang Vong. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would be an honor of their gods, Yonyomaka the Slayer, and Yon Harla, the Trickster. And uniquely, it is noted as a rather whimsical holiday for a race as brutal as of a Yuzhang Vong. It does and, sound like that they wouldn't actually celebrate anything, so this is interesting. It is pretty interesting. So the holiday was marked by the dropping of rules among the race. This can be seen with Crutchlings, uh, baby Eugene Vong, uh, playing tricks on their elders without any fear of repercussions. Cute. Yeah. That's and kind the, of what uh, 
uh, Eric and I did for Life Day on Dathomir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, there is a uh, canon holiday that the uh, Dathomirians celebrate, which we'll get into in a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah, and as well, the adult Yujing Vong would trade secrets amongst each other, even among rival domains. Okay. So, yeah, um... Basically, uh, if you, okay, you may not recall all of the Yujing Vong lore, but basically the Yujing Vong do have a uh, strict family system where it's all like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you too. But in this case, they openly share secrets with each other. Okay. But yeah, I just think it's pretty interesting that even a race... As brutal and as sadistic as the Yujing Vong do have their own holiday. Yeah, that is pretty interesting that they have a, their own holiday. Yeah. Um, a minor holiday, uh, kind of going back to the uh, Empire, uh, there's a holiday called Founder's Day, which is, from what I can tell, basically the Thanksgiving of the Star Wars universe. It kind of sounds like it, but... Yeah, the history the, of Thanksgiving is very convoluted. Yeah, but basically, uh, there are like numerous cases where uh, an imperial officer would fret. So there's this one story where an imperial officer is threatening an avian race, where he's all like, "You will tell us what we need to know, otherwise, I'm going to roast you for next Founder's Day if you don't." Oh. But yeah, um, it doesn't dive too much Wait, of what. Uh, yeah, it doesn't dive too much into what Founder's Day is, but that's the basic gist I could get from it, I guess. Okay. But yeah, um, the next one is what is called the Galactic Moon Festival. Oh, and this it, one sounds cool. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's just basically uh, Halloween, but in Star Wars. Cool. And it is also another event that uh, that uh, you could celebrate in a Star Wars galaxy. Cool. But uh, here's a caveat: it is hosted by Jabba the Hutt himself. Oh, great! Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, Jabba the Hutt wanted to uh, gain support from uh, people on Tatooine. But he grew tired of always having holidays surrounding love and life. And he wanted to create a spoopy event of the year. Okay. But uh, instead of uh, trick or treats or candy, the participants would be given coins based on how scary their costumes are. And would be given prizes in exchange for those coins. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, Halloween... Hosted by a hut, basically. That that doesn't sound like a fun holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it was hosted by Job of a Hut. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough, Hannah. Um uh here's another one. Uh the longest night. It is a holiday celebrated by the Twi'leks on Ryloth. Okay. I didn't so think Twi'leks had things to celebrate but that's cool <laughs> yeah even in their misery of an existence they still find occasions to celebrate holidays and all that 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 is pretty cool yeah um so the longest night 
is situated on a day when all three of Ryloth's moon would be at their lowest point over the planet itself. Okay. So basically like a uh, equinox or like a... Goddamn. What's that? Uh, It's the winter equinox, I believe? No, the winter solstice. There we go. The winter solstice. Thank you. Um... Most would stay indoors during the holiday, as they believe that the ghost of the dead would roam during the night. Oh, fun. So it's kind of like a day of the dead, too? Okay. But yeah, it's, uh, like I said, a lot of these are really, really short. But it's nice that, uh, for Ryloth and all these other numerous races have holidays. Yeah, at least Ryloth gets a holiday. Yeah, um... The next one is even shorter, but still has interesting implications. Uh, this next one is called Star Day, and it is a holiday celebrated by the Chiss race. I didn't think the Chiss celebrated holidays, but that that's cool. Yeah, I think it's a new canon material, but basically Star Day marked the first day a member of a Chiss saw a star in the skylight. Okay. Uh, so basically like a, a birthday, but for Chiss. Okay. And Star Days would be celebrated with parties and what is called treasure puzzle poems. Treasure Yeah, treasure puzzle poems. Okay. But yeah, uh, basically Chiss birthday. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. I think one of uh, Fron's relatives, uh, they mentioned, celebrated Star Day, and it was a great uh, sadness for Fron because she disappeared when she was, like, on her third Star Day. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so it was a great sense of uh, sadness for Fron. Oof. Well, anyway, uh, so next we have Winterfest. And, and who celebrates this? Uh, the Winterfest is a holiday celebrated by the daughters of Ayla, a.k.a. the Witches of Dathomir. Alia. Yeah. Um, during Winterfest, young witches would receive gifts from their elders. Though for outsiders that under don't understand the culture of the witches, they would use their creepy nature to throw their own Winterfest while, pro while proclaiming they are one of the daughters of Ayla. Alia. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it's basically uh, Christmas, but for the Witches of Dathomir. That's really cool. And I Not also... As, uh, detailed as what Irk the Turtle wrote for <laughs> Dathomir, but it's so cool. It is still pretty cool. I also like the simple implication that the uh, Night Sisters would uh, routinely raid nearby worlds and then bring your... And bring their spoils as gifts for their younger generation. That's cool. <laughs> so even the uh, Night Sisters have a soft spot for the holidays. Yeah, they're not entirely all bad. Not entirely, but uh, they still enslave men, so, you know. Not gonna comment on that. <laughs> I, I imagine you wouldn't, Hannah. Anyway. But yeah, um... And last but not least, we got the most famous holiday of them all, Hannah. Life Day! Yay, Life Day! Pretty much the only holiday that is dived into 
probably the biggest amount of lore compared to every other holiday in Star Wars. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, we've seen the, the uh, <laughs> holiday special, which is cringy as all hell, but fun to watch in a crowd. I mean, the only, the only two things I liked were the, <laughs> <laughs> or, okay, three things. The <laughs> video, the computer instruction video, because that was yeah. a drug trip. That was a drug trip, yeah. The cantina. Uh-huh. The Tatooine Cantina and, uh... Uh, The cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon. Well, we got to saw it anyway. (laughs) Oh, thank you, our gracious Disney overlords. Fuck you, Disney. (laughs) But yeah, um, aside with that aside, let's go ahead and talk about uh, what Life Day is and get a little bit more context. Okay. So, Live Day is a holiday, well, celebrated by the Wookiee race. Um, it was meant to honor Kashyyyk's diverse ecosystem and the many forms of life it encompassed. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it has been part of a Wookiee's history for as long as they can remember, since uh, one and a half million years before the Battle of Yavin. God damn. So yeah, if you think about it, really, Live Day is older than most of the empires of the galaxy, including the Infinite Empire and the Galactic Republic. That, wow, that's surprising. Yeah, older than the Jedi and the Huts combined. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, it is also a time of remembrance for family members who died. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of like a celebration of life, but also show appreciation for those who go on to the afterlife and all that. Mm-hmm. Live Day is I also... I did not get that from the, the holiday special. Yeah, like I said, this is why I'm bringing some context to that. Okay. But yeah, Live Day is a sacred day for all Wookiees, as it would be inconceivable for any Wookiee to skip it and would see it as their duty to return to their home world to celebrate it. Makes sense as to why Chewie was rushing home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much inconceivable for, uh... I mean, especially with a race that values life debt so much. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, once upon a time, it would be celebrated every three years, but as it grew in popularity across the galaxy, it would be celebrated every year. Well, yeah, that's what, isn't that what they celebrate in the, like, the Lego special? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yep. And And the ugly sweaters and everything. (laughs) Yeah, um... It was especially prominent during the Galactic Civil War era, as during this period, many Wookiees were spread all across the galaxy, with a grand majority of them being slaves of the Empire. And they saw celebrating Life Day as the one thing that kept them in touch with their history. Cool. Yeah, so it's that one thing that unites all the Wookiees as a culture and race, if you think about it. That is cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And the center of uh, Live Day for the Wookiees would be around the Tree of Life, which according to the Wookiees themselves is the birthplace of their entire culture. 
Oh, that's cool. It is pretty cool. It's, I f- we'll eventually talk about the Wookiees in their own episode, but they literally worship nature and the trees because it is the source of their culture and everything. I think I barely picked up on that when listening to Air of the Empire. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you get a little look at Wookiee culture. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, uh, it, it probably, I wish it was rep- represented better in, uh, in the holiday special, but we got brief glimpses of that. Very brief glimpses. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, as part of a ceremony, Wookiees would wear red robes, and I was trying to figure out the significance behind the red robes, but I couldn't find any except for drip and everything. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, other sentients would also wear their own robes, because uh, I read some source somewhere where Obi-Wan was wearing his own red cloak for Life Day. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And then, uh, I mean, they would... we have our own cloaks for Life Day. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The thumbnail, very prominently. But yeah, yeah. Um, though I did find some significance for the orbs that they were all holding, if you do recall. Oh, yes, I do. They were like the weird snow globe things. Yeah, those orbs would contain a field of stars within them, which. Rep- which Basically, for the Wookiees, represented the afterlife, believing that when their ancestors die, they would walk amongst the stars. Oh. So, yeah. That's lit- pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Literally, both the living and the dead coming together to celebrate this sacred holiday amongst their race. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um... So yeah, as I mentioned before, Live Day wasn't celebrated only by the Wookiees, but it was celebrated by pretty much a majority of cultures across the galaxy when, you know, the Wookiees became prominent. Mm-hmm. And uh, while the Wookiees version of Live Day uh, was not meant to be materialistic, it was accepted by other cultures in the galaxy as a uh, mass consumerism holiday. Well, yeah, that's basically what Christmas is anyway. Yeah, pretty much, where, you know, there's numerous merchandises and uh, toys and all that fun stuff that you would see on uh, Christmas or anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like like numerous cultures would adopt Live Day and kind of pull a little twist on it with their own aspects of their culture and make it much more festive. Like, uh... (laughs) <laughs> there was this funny moment where, uh, so even the Mandalorians made Live Day as one of their own and made one of their war cries more festive to celebrate Live Day. That's pretty cool. Didn't yeah, expect it, that from the Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah, the, even the Mandalorians can't help but be joyous on Live Day. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Live Day was largely embraced by the Galactic Republic and the Rebel Alliance, though, uh, unfortunately, many followers of a dark side would reject Life Day. Well, duh, because they're edgy. They're edgy boys. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, aside from that, but the celebration of the remembrance of life would be seen as an antithesis to the ideals of a regime ran by the Sith, because, you know, they're all about corruption and everything like that. 
Okay. Uh, for example, I'm not sure if you ever encounter these in Swator, but uh, there would be several events where you see several uh, NPCs celebrate Life Day and everything. Yeah, during the Life Day event, you can throw snowballs at people, hug Wookiees, and <laughs> uh, I guess like I guess there's like an achievement track if you hug a certain amount of Wookiees. It's like end of the thousands. <laughs> of course. But uh, it's just, it's a... <coughs> it's an interesting way to include the holiday in this Twitter continuity universe. Yeah, it is. And uh, even though the Republic openly accepted it, the Civ Empire saw, li- saw Live Day itself as a disgrace of a holiday. Of course. That, uh... They basically saw it as a uh, <laughs> as a holiday that encouraged activities unbecoming of an imperial citizen. Pompous pricks. Yeah, like for example, dancing in inclement weather, singing unpatriotic carols, and engaging in non-violent physical contact with Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> The Sith Empire would even disapprove of simple things like snowball fights. What? What? Assholes. Well, and their point of view is that maybe these snowballs would contain hidden explosive devices. I mean, that would be a good way for the Rebel Alliance to have hit the... Well, the walkers are not. <laughs> you know, that's that's actually a good point, Hannah. Like, oh, they're just throwing snowballs. Oh, no! Oh, crap, our walker! <laughs> and uh, here's a uh, funny thing I thought uh, was pretty cool. Um, there's actually a speeder you could get during this event called the Slave One, which is a very festive-looking speeder, which I'll put in the chat. Oh, that is really cool. And uh, even the Empire would disapprove of that sort of speak speeder because, quote... It exceeded the maximum cheerful ornamentation. The empires are the, em, the imperials are fucking Grinches. Yeah, they're <laughs> an entire faction of Grinches. <coughs> Hell, I root for the empire, but still, like, stop being such a about Christmas. <laughs> but uh, even, yeah, during the, the, Galact- the era of the Galactic Empire, even Emperor Palpatine would openly show his disgust or- towards Life Day. Of course. <laughs> it's Palpatine, what you expect. I was not expecting much. <laughs> well, despite that, both empires would allow some measure of celebration of Life Day under certain restrictions, such as allowing fireworks to be used, but the user would assume sole responsibility for any damage to public property. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, it's better than nothing, I suppose. True. <laughs> but yeah, um... That's, uh, oh god, that's pretty much all that I have about Live Day. Uh, I just think it's a, it's really nice that, uh, the Wookiees have such a, uh, deep and, uh, very heartwarming holiday. I like, I, yeah, Live Day is definitely my favorite holiday. 
Oh yeah. I you know, when I was doing research for this, I was all like, do the Sith have a holiday of some kind? And unfortunately I couldn't find anything related to Sith. Not surprising. Yeah, even their rivals, the Jedi, have holidays. That well Ugh. Sorry, I'm I'm sick. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Hannah. I'll uh, don't worry. Um, we're pretty much at the end of the episode anyway. But uh, glad uh, you still like Live Day in another form, even though the uh, the holiday special wasn't exactly up to code. Yeah, the holiday the holiday special. I really hope that we could get it re-uploaded into the archives so people could watch it. Yeah, it was such so good. <laughs> I think uh, I think everybody's favorite reaction was you uh, towards the uh, the banfo when it got its head ripped off. Yes, that would be so sad. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, such a fun day. I'll know. I'll remember if it will be a core memory for the rest of my days. Same here. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for other live streams that we do. Oh, yes. It's going to be fun and chaos. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of chaos in more ways than one, Hannah. Yep. But, yeah, um, so that's our episode of Can Manny's Kill a Jedi? Or, in this case, how festive can one in the galaxy be? What do we cover it next? <laughs> Immediately going into that. Okay, Hannah. Um... We kind of been putting this off for a good majority of the time, but I think it is time to resume one of our uh, histories of one of the many factions of Star Wars. And today, or next week, more accurately, we will be resuming the history of the Jedi. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to see what it's like after uh, the splitting of a Jedi Order and the, dissol the uh, dissolving of a Jedi Order. Alright. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, fun one, but we yeah. We a bit of the history of the Sith to cover, don't we? Yeah, we do, but uh, the, the Jedi have been so neglected when we have like... I what, know, I know. When we have like four parts <laughs> of the history of a Sith that we covered already. Yes, true. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll also resume the history of a Sith because I know you're fangirls of them the most. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I am called Darth Salid for a reason. That is very true, Hannah. But yeah, um, thank you everybody as usual for watching our content, and thank you all new people that have came across our channel either through Adeptus Ridiculous or through other means. We're glad to have you in our own little corner of YouTube. We appreciate the support greatly. Yeah, Thank we you for helping make this little channel grow to so much already. Yeah, it is such a blessing, and I am forever grateful for both my co-host, my friends, and all the fans and friends that we have made along the way. But yeah, um, you want to take us away, Hannah? Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, this is the way. Bye-bye. This is the way, and may the force be with you. Bye-bye!